This is Chris Charles of Idle Features, and my guest this evening is film director and owner of Kit Kat Productions, Chandra Gerson. How are you this evening, Chandra? Great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good. Um, now, I've read and I've heard a few of the interviews you've already done that are on the net, such as the ones with uh, Keith Harris and Donnelly Heising. So I'll try not to ask you questions that you've already covered with them, but I'd like to touch on a few things that you probably have already talked about. First of all, your parents uh, have some noteworthy accomplishments. Now, you were born on the campus of Stanford University, I understand? Correct. Uh-huh. My dad was attending at the time. Mm-hmm. He was attending. Was he later a professor? No, no. He was just going to school at the time. And how about your mother? My mom started off as a dancer, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. then she went into choreography, uh, or doing like choreography, and then um, she also taught at-risk, um, high at-risk youth. She taught English at Evergreen Continuation School, and uh, she's also, uh, and she taught for a total of 41 years, and then she um, also worked um, and is still currently working as a psychologist. I understand Evergreen Continuation School is a pretty rough school. Yes, yes, it's very, very tough. Hardcore gang kids go there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of respect for your mother. For How long did she teach there in that particular school? Um, for there, I believe she taught for about 31 years. Wow. So almost like, yeah, uh, uh, most of her career mm-hmm. she taught mm-hmm. there. Okay, now you uh, actually started acting, doing extra work, is that correct? Correct. Uh-huh. Okay, now, now, contrary to how most actresses feel about doing extra work, you actually enjoyed it? Yeah, I had a blast, and I learned a lot. I mean, I, did, I didn't know anybody in the industry. I didn't, you know, and at the time, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get into acting. And so I didn't know anybody, and... I just figured that would be the best way, you know, to get on set, to meet people, to learn, and just kind of take it from there. You know, I didn't know anything. So that, that was, you know, that was the deal. And then one day I was doing, I was um, on extra on um, a show. Called, you remember West Wing? Yes. Yeah, I was, um, it was a couple days shoot on West Wing. And um, one of the um, hair and makeup people just sat me aside and said, Chandra, what do you want to do? You know, and I said, well, I want to act. And she said, well, what are you doing here? Get your butt in classes. (laughs) (laughs) And so basically what I did is, um, you know, and she forewarned me there's a lot of scams and all that kind of stuff. So I did, you know, my research and I found Strasburg. And that's where I attended for, I think it was about a year. Yeah, very prominent school. Yeah, well, if you know, if you're really serious and you know you 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 want to learn from the best, then my attitude is go to the best if you can. Right now, were all your acting roles enjoyable for you, or did you have some that you didn't really care for? I didn't really have a lot of roles. I'll be honest with you, because I found the behind the scenes very early on. But everything that I did, which was very few, because most of my most of my gigs were extra work. I, I, I enjoyed, you know, I, I didn't, there was nothing that I was like, oh my God, I don't really want to be known for that or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know, cause they were just like really, really small independents and a couple of student films and that was it. And, you know, I, I, that, that was fine. That was fine with me. I was happy. Okay. Now, um, in 2009, you started, uh, Kitten Cat Productions. 
Correct. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, first of all, what inspired that name? I assume you're a cat lover? <laughs> yes, yes I am. It was actually a kind of personal visu- visualization uh-huh. for me from like my company starting off as like a kitten, you know, a very, <laughs> very small, small company I to see. hopefully growing into, you know, um, a big cat, you <laughs> know. And I was picturing like a panther because, you know, that's, I love panthers. So You have a black and white cat now, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw a couple of photos of him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, now um, you mentioned earlier your mother is a psychologist. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you also have a degree in psychology, true? Uh, no, I have an AA and a BA in broadcast journalism. I started off studying psychology, but when uh. I... But when I hit statistics and I was going back east at the time, so one one morning, because sometimes we have classes really early in the morning, and there's this, um, I was at Alfred University, which is upstate New York. It's about two hours from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And there's this whole building, and it's called kind of like um, Academic Row, yeah. where yeah. all these classes are. And sometimes they would have classes, like, especially for, like, the nursing program and stuff like that that they had. Sometimes classes were at, like, 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning, something like that. Um, but when the wind came, chill factor came in, I mean, it would just swoop down. And it was, like, 20 below, 18 below, something like that. So when I hit statistics in that kind of weather, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, you know, statistics just wasn't for me. So I came back home and figured out what I wanted to do. Now, a lot of your films have psychology in them. Uh, I was curious, has your mother ever helped you write any of your scripts or given you any input? Um, She's given me a little bit of input. She um, helped me with a book of choices. We (laughs) sat down um, when, um, what was it? when uh, Detach went to uh, the Vegas Sinfest, which is a short film of mine, she went with me. And um, afterwards, uh, one night um, after it screened and everything, we sat up all night and we pretty much banged out the, um, the outline for Book of Choices. And then I came home and I wrote it um, in two weeks. Now, your films deal with some pretty heavy subject matter, uh, domestic violence, people with split personalities. Uh, have you ever considered making something lighter, like a comedy, perhaps? <laughs> I don't know if I can. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll be honest. I really, really enjoy the dark stuff, and I really enjoy um, taking um, like um, ideas and, that have been done over and over and over again, and but putting like a fresh spin on it. Do you know what I mean? I like doing things, challenging myself, challenging myself and doing things that are creative, out of the box, you know, that type of stuff. And um, Book of Choices, though, was kind of like the first film that I did that had a light ending. There's a lot of darkness in it, but it, you know, it's it does have a happy ending. And, you know, I I wanted to do that because I've never done it before. And then honestly, you know... Usually it's more marketable, business-wise. It's smarter, you know, like, everybody likes a happy ending. That's what I've been told. And so through, you know, what I was told and what I learned and everything, you know, I wanted it to be, I I wanted the the future film to be as marketable as possible, so. 
Now, was Silent Scream uh, your first production after starting Kit and Cat? No, my very first one was Impaired Innocence, okay. which okay. was the one on dom- domestic violence. That was the first one, but that didn't get submitted to any uh, films, so there's no like IMDb credit or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think Broken Image came first, which was the suicide one, and then Silent Scream. Okay. Okay. Um, Silent Scream's a great title, but there are several other works with that title. I'm sure you're aware of that. Yeah. Um, no, there's yeah. a 1979 movie. There's a 1998 short. There's even a song of entitled Silent Scream by uh, Judas Priest singer Rob Halford. And I, I was I was just wondering, has anybody ever complimented you on the film, thinking it was one of those other works? No. Or no. He- heard the title and said, "Oh yeah, I've I've seen that." But it wasn't actually yours? No, actually, um, the title is A Silent Scream. A silent, not, yeah. Yeah. And that's the reason why I put the A in front of it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. normally what I do when I come up with titles, I'll always search IMDb. Yeah. Because yeah. I try to make make mine different. Mm-hmm. Or play with the words, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, I can yeah. understand that. Yeah. Uh, still close, you know, because I have a friend who's, making a short right now and her working title is interview and i said well you might want to consider that's kind of a generic sounding title there's several movies out there and songs with that title so to make it stand out in a search you might want to change the title yeah crocus i believe it had a song called was it oh no it was screaming in the night never yeah, mind screaming in the night yeah <laughs> um have you ever drawn on anyone that you've met or have known for any of the characters in your films not anybody um, specifically, um, like certain events, you know, or certain things that have happened to some people that I, you know, know or something like that. Yeah, but nothing 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does, does, okay, good. That answers. You've never, like, based a character on someone you never no, met? No, no, okay. no. Just like an event or something that happened that kind of piqued my interest. I I like to draw, um, basically, I get, like, my inspiration basically from life itself because I think life is awesome and I think that it has so much to offer people and just everything. There, there's so much if you, if you just look for it. Okay. Are you a fan of other female filmmakers? Um... It's interesting because there isn't really, not really, no, because I, there are films that I love and there are some filmmakers that I really um, look up to, like Alfred Hitchcock and Christopher Nolan and stuff like that, but... Um, yeah, I read the ones that you are, yeah. uh, are fans of, but no, no women. Yeah. So I was just wondering if there's any female... I mean, it's kind of a small field, but... Right. Like a, yeah. lot, of, like a lot of women who produce a lot of horror are big fans of the Soska sisters, for example. Okay, yeah. No. I um I I'm it's more, I guess, films that I just enjoy rather than, you know, the actual filmmaker. I haven't really found, I guess, a female filmmaker who I've seen all of their films and just like, wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh one of your let's see, well it's a twenty twelve film, uh Not Scary Farm, fortieth anniversary. <laughs> a, you described that as a fun documentary from a fan's point of view. Right. That was made after viewing the uh, footage that was taken in honor of the 40th anniversary of right. Not Scary, uh, Scary Farm. 
Uh-huh. How many times have you been there? Oh, God, since, Countless. since 80s. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, probably we've been going for like 23 years. Ah. So, yeah, so I'm a huge Not Scary Farm fan. So, so I just, I wanted to do something on their 40th anniversary. I thought, wow, you know, this would be really cool, you know, but I never thought of doing like a documentary, but... I took a lot of footage off of my iPhone, you know, videos and, you know, um, pictures and all that kind of stuff. And then after watching everything, I was like, wow, this is really cool. We could kind of piece this together. I could take it to Phil, who's my editor, and maybe we can just make like a short little fun, you know, I don't know if you would really call it a documentary. I, I don't think it's really a mockumentary, but that was like the closest thing I could think of to a quote-unquote documentary and (laughs) so you know um and i actually looked into the possibility of doing something like that and i called knots but they just you know they wanted a lot of money you know to film in the park and their their policies and everything it just couldn't happen because i I see i I didn't have the money for it i haven't seen it so this is basically um stuff that you've shot on your iphone yeah, yeah. If you look, if um, I think it, I think it says in the i in the IMDb description or something like that. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Like on Facebook though, and on social media, I made it clear that you know there was no. It wasn't like a whole professional crew or anything like that. It was just shot on my iPhone, and you know I was interviewing a friend of mine who I was with. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, um, the mazes, which were good, which weren't, you know, the rides, everything that they do, that type of thing. Okay. Now, this, was this stuff you'd shot over a period of, you know, several years of going there? No, it was actually on the 40th anniversary. Oh, okay. Everything on the 40th anniversary. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now, for people who aren't familiar with Not Scary Farm, this is like the uh, horror attraction of the famous Knott's Berry Farm in Buena Park, California. Exactly. It's just like um, it's just like Universal Horror Nights and how most of the um, amusement parks do something for, you know, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually they do it throughout the month of October rather than just on Halloween. Uh-huh. Right. Knott's Berry Farm does that, too. Okay, moving on here, you've uh, been a guest a couple of times on Ion Entertainment with our mutual friend, uh, Donnelly Heising. Yes, love her. Yes. She's a sweetheart. <laughs> yes. um, and you've been in a couple of projects with her. Uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was, um, she played Honora Turner on Salvation of One, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a short film that is um, also in Book of Choices, which is the feature film. Mm-hmm. Um, you were also recently at the Dances with Films Film Festival in Santa Monica. I visited, yeah. Donna and I visited. To, we were supporting a friend of ours, Dave Vessio, who had a film called um, Wolf Mother that premiered. Okay. It, was, it was a world premiere, so yeah. We were you didn't, you yeah. didn't have a film there? No, I didn't have a film there. Okay. However, you did have uh, three films at this year's uh, Cannes Film Festival. The March 2 film, correct. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Um, now, those were short films, right? Correct. Uh, Burning Distortion, Salvation of One, and A Gracious War, correct? Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. That was your first time in Cannes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I caught an interview that was conducted by a British lady, I can't remember her name, when you were at Cannes uh-huh. on the fourth day. To summarize, what was experience there like, and how well did your films 
do? It was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the best educational experience. I learned so much, and it was overwhelming, you know, because I didn't know that it offered so much. Like I said in the interview, I um, the only time I ever heard of Can was you know, basically for showing a films, you know, screening of films and stuff like that. But right. they have conferences, they have workshops, <laughs> they have all kinds of stuff. And so I attended several um, workshops and conferences and uh, met a lot of people. And uh, the three films screened and we had some a couple of people that, you know, checked it out, which was cool. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, usually for something like this, um, if deal, deals are made, it's usually after can. It's not during. That's what I was told. Right. I mean, if you have a film that's, you know, actually at Cannes Film Festival, not at March 2 Film, but at Cannes Film Festival, it's really big, you know, it's got a name in it and all that kind of stuff, chances are then, you know, yeah, there's a good chance that you'll probably be picked up or, you know, you might be bought because... People hear all the time, like in Variety and stuff like that. Like, I think, like, the first day or second day or something like that, um, films were bought, you know, Sony bought a film or mm-hmm. something like that. So, you know, um, but in March to Film, that's more, quote-unquote, the business end of Cannes. And, uh, you know, I was honored to be a part of that. Okay. Yeah. Now, I heard you describe the three films that uh, were shown there. Burning Distortion, that was about a man's uh, dark side that comes to light. I saw the trailer for uh-huh. that one. Uh, Salvation of One, that's about a young man who gets out of the mob and wants to uh, make amends, right his wrongs. Sure. The most intriguing one was um, A Gracious War. Right. Now, that's about a police detective who is interrogating a suspect and finds out that he has more in common with that suspect that he thought. Correct. Is it a female suspect? No, it's a male. Okay, okay. It sounds, uh, yeah, it sounds very intriguing. I know you don't want to give it away. No. But, <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that I'll, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to de- at, least, at least check that one out. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, so do you have any interests or hobbies aside from filmmaking? Um, God, um, not really. I just like hanging out with my friends, um, when I have time and just, you know, um, I, I I enjoy um, playing on the computer. <laughs> um, I'm really kind of a homebody. I'm not, you know, I'm not out partying and all that kind of stuff. I just, you know, I'm just really kind of laid back and I, you know, enjoy being with my friends and going out and either watching movies or shopping or whatever, you know. I, I know that sounds so female. No, that's... <laughs> That's cool. Guys enjoy doing stuff like that too. Yeah. So, do you collect anything? I I usually ask that question because I interviewed a Hollywood stunt woman a couple of years ago, and she gets set on fire, falls out of buildings, gets hit by cars, and she collects Pez. You know the the can the candy dispensers. Right. And I thought that that's kind of cool. That was something that no one knew about her. Exactly. Yeah. How about you? Do you have any collections or? No. Okay. With that, I'll say again what a pleasure it's been talking to you, Chandra. In closing, do you have any shout-outs to anyone? Um, no, just shout-out to Donna. 
for, you know, um, for introducing us. Right, right. And um, that's, you know, pretty much it. You know, a shout out to everyone who's ever worked with me. You know, thank you so much because, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, we none of us would be, you know, where we are today if um, we didn't continue to work and, and love what we do and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Okay, well, I'll definitely look out for your works in the future. And uh, especially A Gracious War, I'm very interested in seeing that one. Okay. Oh, just one last question. Yeah. Uh, is it true that Barrel and Ashes in Studio City serves the best macaroni and cheese ever? <laughs> I think so, yes. <laughs> it was the best mac and cheese that I ever tried. <laughs> okay. All right. So on behalf of uh, Chandra and myself, I'll say thank you to listeners, readers, and fans of Vital Features. If you like what you see and hear at our website, subscribe and follow us on social media to catch our upcoming interviews with more ladies worthy of a double take. This has been Chris Charles. Mm-hmm.